Welcome to the future. You're listening to the Consensus Network. Consensus Network. Consensus Network. With Buck Joffrey. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Consensus Network Weekly Crypto News. The date today is November. Yeah, it is November 28th, 2018. The cryptocurrency market capitalization is $138 billion, plus or minus a few million dollars. And the Bitcoin price on Coinbase as of right now is $41.96. So the headlines today are Bitcoin upturn or dead cat bounce. Next headline, SEC chairman comments cast doubt on ETF approval and Ohio accepts Bitcoin for tax payments. All those stories and more after these messages. Now, there isn't much more exciting than cryptocurrency, but there are old-fashioned ways of creating wealth outside of Wall Street that have been used by the wealthiest families in the world for generations. And that's what my other podcast is all about. It's called Wealth Formula Podcast. Now, if you've made a lot of money in crypto and don't know what to do next, this show might actually answer a lot of those questions, too. Again, it's Wealth Formula Podcast with me, Buck Joffrey. Now, my first story today, Bitcoin upturn or dead cat bounce. So... Uh, as uh, those of you who are following this and who are holders of Bitcoin know, uh, Bitcoin did break through the $4,000 level and flirted with uh, $3,500. And today, of course, every everyone is getting excited because the market's up. In fact, uh, Bitcoin is up well about 20% since yesterday, which is uh, which is uh, you know which is nice, right? You know, the thing is, though, that I'm not a trader, and I've made that very clear in the past. So I don't buy and sell on what I perceive as short-term market movements, which I think this probably is. However, I am looking for a bottom or somewhere near a bottom because my long-term view on Bitcoin and blockchain are still extremely bullish. So I'm eager to buy more when it's on sale. Now, just because I'm not a trader, doesn't mean I don't respect the abilities of those who are. Tyler Jenks, for example, who was, uh, we did an interview with him on the podcast a few weeks ago. In fact, it was a few weeks before this whole thing imploded and Bitcoin plummeted under 6,000. Tyler was on the show. He was sitting there telling us, and it was right at, at around 6,500 at the time that Bitcoin was going to plummet. And to be honest, I didn't really take him that seriously. You know, it just seemed like 6,000 was a floor. We later had Michael Moreau from Genesis Trading, the largest uh, OTC trading desk uh, in cryptocurrency in the world, saying the same thing. But uh, I got to be honest, I was watching crypto Twitter, and I literally, the day before the Bitcoin Cash hard fork uh, between ABC and SV, that sort of instability, I think, is what Tyler got to him to do this. But he basically, like Babe Ruth, pointed to the rafters and hit it out of the park because the next day there was blood in the street. Now, Tyler says that this rally that we're seeing today, I've been following him. I mean, I'm not a trader, but I, I know how to surround myself with smart people who are smarter than me. Tyler says that this rally is short term 
And even if it goes back all the way up, you know, close to 6,000, it's, it's going to ultimately end up sub 3,000 again before, uh, before it takes off for its ultimate uh, bull run. Now, Tyler uh, is, you know, seriously bearish on Bitcoin price in the short term. And that is interesting because um, uh, he's really bullish on Bitcoin's future. In, and he's been calling numbers like 100,000, 500,000, et cetera, eventually. But he thinks we have to go through what he calls this hyperwave. Again, you can listen to Tyler's interview a few episodes back on the podcast. It's pretty fascinating. Now, one of the things I've learned over the years is that it's, it's not always a good thing to be the smartest guy in the room. You want to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you in different areas and with different tasks. Tyler is a technical analyst um, and he can identify good times to buy better than me for sure. So uh, I'll keep you up to date on what he says and what I'm planning to do too. But so I'm, I'm just going to uh, keep watching his YouTube channel and you might consider doing that too. It's sort of way over my head, but it is fascinating nonetheless. So again, understanding that, you know, my perspective is that my long-term view on Bitcoin is extremely bullish. I just need to know when I should buy more and I don't want to buy more if it's not the bottom or we're not close to the bottom. It's, on the other hand, Bitcoin price may be headed south, right? I mean, there's no, no question We've already seen blood in the street. Uh, maybe this is a dead cat bounce. Maybe it's not. But don't let that fool you. You've seen these headlines and these narratives before that Bitcoin is dead. And while this uh, uptick in Bitcoin price, again, it may be a dead cat bounce. Bitcoin has over and over through the years shown that it has at least nine lives. So, so you can't count it out. And in fact, we've talked about institutional frameworks and we've talked about that ad nauseum. So I'm not going to go into much about, you know, Fidelity and Bakht and the Intercontinental Exchange and all that anymore. We know they're, they're headed their way. But even despite these prices, the other thing that I think is really important to know for the long term is that the, the use of Bitcoin is actually not slowed at all. Bitcoin transactions have actually reached their highest level since mid-January. And in fact, the number of daily transactions uh, on the Bitcoin blockchain is approximately the same right now, believe it or not, as MasterCard, just a little bit less than MasterCard. And so why is this significant, right? Why does this matter and why am I bringing it up? What gives Bitcoin its value is, uh, what gives is, is more than anything is that uh, it's faith in the system and that Bitcoin ultimately uh, is not being utilized any less than it was at $20,000. Anyway, I don't know when, I'm not sure how, but a Bitcoin bull run is going to happen. I just, I just believe that, you know, of course it's my opinion. I'm not giving you financial advice, but it's going to happen. And this time when it happens, it's going to include big, uh, you know, big institutional investors. And that is what is going to help take this to all time highs. Now, I truly believe that we are seeing a tremendous transfer of wealth happening as we speak. You know, we're seeing this from scared retail investors selling off right now. And then there's institutional ones who are in the background. Uh, I think they're, they're, you know, they're sitting there buying from Genesis where you can't see them because it's OTC. And in, ultimately what you're seeing is individuals selling off 
future wealth to institutions. And, um, and because of that, the institutions in the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, are going to make the most money like they always do. So that is my call. That's what I'm saying. And we'll see what happens. Now, the next story uh, is that the SEC chairman comments cast doubt on ETF approval. Now, this is uh, Jay Clayton, who was chair, well, he is chair of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. He was speaking at the Consensus Invest uh, conference recently, and he reiterated previous concerns about the cryptocurrency uh, market's exposure to market manipulation. And, uh, well, I mean, listen, we've, we've seen some of that probably right now, right? We've seen that lately. And this was one of the reasons cited by the SEC in multiple rejections of ETF applications last year, including those from uh, the Winklevoss twins. And um, we saw them kick the can several times uh, down the road on this uh, one from the Chicago Board of Options Exchange and VanEck Solid ETF. Now, that one's still on the table. I think they have to make a final uh, decision on that in, in early Q2 of next year. but. You know, Clayton suggesting that things are not changing and then having this plummet and this disarray in the markets only gives them more ammunition to suggest that it's really not a mature enough market. Of course, the CBOE application itself addresses the problem with uh, of manipulation by pegging these um, ETA, uh, ETF prices. Uh, in their ETF, the price was going to match the over-the-counter trading prices such as Genesis trading, which are, you really can't manipulate. But given the recent events in the cryptocurrency world, I, again, uh, will go against some of the other individuals out there who are very, very bullish on this and tell you that I, at this point, I would be very surprised if an ETF was approved, uh, <clears throat> certainly in the first half of 2019, maybe in the, maybe in the latter half, who knows. Ultimately, there will be one coming because there's just too much demand, too much interest. And there is some signs from the cryptocurrency market in general that there will be some effort to self-regulate this thing and, and try to, try to, try to um, make that more possible. Now, the, the last story I've got is that Ohio accepts Bitcoin for tax payments. Now, this is pretty interesting. So the Wall Street Journal disclosed on Sunday that Ohio will become the first U.S. state to accept Bitcoin for taxes. Now, the guy behind this is a guy by the name of Josh Mandel. He's 41 years old. Uh, he's the state treasurer of Ohio, and he wants Ohio to be a national leader in embracing blockchain, which I think is really, really smart. He said that also happened in Colorado. And, um, you know, the, 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 the new governor-elect of Cal, uh, California, Gavin Newsom, is also a big proponent as well. Now, Mandel uh, from Ohio says he believes um, that uh, leveraging, uh, that Bitcoin is basically, and blockchain is ultimately leveraging technology for the democratization of finance, which, uh, of course, most people in the space would agree with. In case you're wondering, by the way, Ohio will be using BitPay as a payment processor, and BitPay will, of course, immediately convert those Bitcoin uh, payments into U.S. dollars. So they're not planning to hodl, although uh, <laughs> right now it could potentially be the smartest thing that they could do given the, the blood in the street. Anyway, that uh, that's uh, it for the stories uh, for the week. Now, I do want to remind you 
that there is a lot of information at consensusnetwork.io. If you have questions about what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency, I'm not an expert, but I am a student of this right now. And there's not many of us left because frankly, you know, starting a, starting a cryptocurrency podcast in the middle of a bear market is probably not the smartest thing if your goal is to just get a bunch of raving fans. But I'm a believer in this area. I study it. And if you have any questions, I want you to send them to me, info at consensusnetwork.io. Um, uh, info at consensusnetwork.io is the email address. And then if you go to consensusnetwork.io, there's also ways that you can simply, um, you can leave me a voicemail there. You can also send an email there. And we have a Q&A section after every one of our interview podcasts, which are released on uh, Sundays. Make sure to tune into that as well. Uh, this is Buck Jaffrey with Consensus Network signing off. Want to buy Bitcoin with your IRA? Don't waste your time on expensive IRA custodians. A strategy called a QRP is as easy as writing a check. Find out how. Text 44222 and type QRP book. That's one word. And get a free book that explains everything. Again, that's 44222 QRP book. One word. It's the easiest way to make Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies part of your retirement.